Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Rose Sonice, and we're back in the studio for the Rose Sonice Show. So today is a very special episode. I don't think I've ever spent so much last 24 hours looking up BDSM in my life. So with that being said, we are here with the expert, Crystal. So how are you doing today? might be coughing a little bit here and there, but I'm doing good. Okay, that's okay. You know, everybody can understand. Um, so let's just dive right in. Okay, this week, guys, I'm not doing hashtag Rose Weekly Roundup because I feel like we need the whole hour for this BDSM, okay? <laughs> I have questions. I took a Twitter questions. I took Instagram questions. So... I'm just going to dive right in. So let's start out with, I guess, like, what is BDSM? So for most people, it's, you know, bondage, sadism, masochism. For some, it's master and slave. Right. It really depends on who you talk to about it. Right. So in terms of how I play, I play in terms of master-slave. Uh-huh. Um, my husband's actually just kind of getting into the scene and really uh. discovering what he likes and what he doesn't. Right. Um, it's kind of interesting because I'm more of a, I need a tight rein. Uh-huh. He's more of what one would consider more of a daddy type. Oh, okay. So we're kind of learning you, that. Can you kind of, like, just... I define that, a daddy type? So, okay. So there are different types of doms and subs. Okay. So you've got some doms who are just like, I am in control. You will never question me. Right. A real dom that's like that still isn't a butthead. Like, you're not going to see any Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm about to snatch you. Right, right, right. In public kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Did somebody get killed if they did that to me? mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then you've got the daddy tights who, even though they're still in control, Mm -hmm. like, the slaves, like, you know, oh, hey, daddy. Like, they literally (laughs) call him daddy. Uh Uh-huh. They're very demure. They're adorable little slaves. Oh, it sounds they... like you. <laughs> You're I'm adorable. Not okay, little. I'm just adorable. No, I'm just kidding. Little. I know she's adorable little. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. But no, but um, the daddy types like to uh-huh. spoil their slaves. Uh-huh. So they'll still hold the reins. They'll still tell them, hey, mm. I'm in control. Right. And the whole thing. Right. But. At the end of the night, they'll be like, oh, you're a good girl. Here, let me tuck you in the bed. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you want some ice cream and things like that? Oh, Where okay. the ones who are really like, I'm going to crack the whip and you're mm-hmm. there. They'll spoil you too at the end of a scene, but it's not a 24-7, let me spoil you all the time kind of thing. Oh, okay. So that kind of brings me to one of the <laughs> questions that I got on Twitter because um, they were asking, is... Let me get this right. Is the BDM, BDSM sexual lifestyle seasonal or is this every encounter? Depends on the relationship and their guidelines. So for me, it's we play a scene uh-huh. and then we're done and right. then we'll do vanilla. Okay. Or we'll play and there's no sex involved, which right. is actually a its own thing right for right, some right. people their bdsm does not involve sex at all right like i thought that was very interesting when i was doing my research that yeah. not every thing is about sex and that kind of what the m kind of stands for the, the masochism. masochism yeah yeah because like i don't know if you ever noticed me use that you know at work but uh. i'll be like <laughs> Oh, you're a masochist. You like the pain. <laughs> right. Like you'll, you'll put up with a lot. Yeah. Which was, like, okay, I'm going to use an old example um, from my early days. Okay. So even though my relationship is master-slave, I'm what's known as a switch. Okay. So I can be dominant or right. I can be submissive. Right. Um, for my switching, I'm very one or the other there's never really a mix of both okay for some switches they'll go dominant in this switch in the sub in the middle of their scene right but in their early early days uh-huh. um i helped a friend build their dungeon oh wow they that sounds place interesting and, yeah oh it was fun because it's a trip to home depot you'd okay. be amazed <laughs> oh <my> so, <laughs> i was thinking like
like, you know, uh, the sex store. No, this she she said the bitch said Home Depot. Like you need some, you need like what two by fours. You need some. Okay, so I'm just curious. Dungeon setup. You know, you need hooks. Where oh, you're okay. gonna tie stuff to. Okay. You know, rope, hang things from it, you know. Right, right, it's right. It's a lot of hardware that goes into Right, you don't want that stuff falling off exactly. in the middle of your scene. <laughs> you know, you need to make sure right. you got the drywall, you know, drywall <laughs> anchors on and the wall. And like kind of thing. protect it too. Yeah, exactly. You okay, that makes that sense. I was just. Oh, leather love. Well, you know, your stuff's made it's of leather. Just, right, so it needs to have. You conditioning. Okay. Sweat <laughs> breaks down leather and okay. a scene you're gonna sweat oh yeah anyway, so <laughs> going back to what we were talking about sorry so we're at the party we're having fun because they're breaking in their dungeon right and one of the friends she brings is what's called a pain slot they're the truest form of masochist they get off on pain right not sex and i'm the type of dom who is thoroughly attracted to a pain slot Okay. I like to inflict pain and take them to where they need to go. I get off right. on watching them reach their apex. Right. So we're playing and we kind of just dabbled and then it turned into a whole scene. Like, I didn't know people were watching us. Oh, wow. We, when you're playing and you find somebody that you mesh with, right. you zone out. It's just okay. you and that person. You, and you don't even know what was happening around you. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I, don't ask me. I remember when we started somebody was being flogged against the wall and right. then when we finished everyone was looking at us but it got to the point where at one point somebody had been eating something with a fork oh my I god grabbed the fork and i put it over the candle flame and marked him on his chest oh, and that wow. was just i think that was the night when he really fully discovered how far his pain slut dumb, if you will, go. Right. And that's how so, I You know, I have a question. So have mm. you witnessed somebody actually orgasming? I have. From the pain infliction? Yes, because oh, wow. he technically did. Oh, and wow. a few others I've witnessed have actually. The same. I don't. Like, okay. I, for me to really reach that apex, I have to make sex with my BDSM. Okay, so that I can makes play sense. without it, but I'm not gonna fully. Right, 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 and that's nothing. That's normal. <laughs> From what I was researching, that's normal. Yeah. Like, you know, to go in and out to mix um, BDSM with vanilla sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes, which is the thing that gets me is a lot of people think that their vanilla sex is vanilla, and it's not. It could be. I know, cause I was researching. I was like, okay, I at one time I'll give a quick story time. Um, one of my exes, like I like. I like for some reason I like to blindfold him and because it was like I think it's like the heightened uh, mm -hmm. senses because mm -hmm. he didn't know where I was going to kiss or what I was going to touch and that kind of got him to a different level mm -hmm. of like sensuality or I don't know how what word would that be like a, so a level what of you're like, doing is called sensory play okay yeah so what you're doing is you're diminishing one or this one or more of the senses right to heighten the others right um the highest form of it is have you ever seen like the full body latex where like maybe just the mouth or uh -huh. just the ears are exposed right that's a form of sensory play so you're oh. shutting down you know, so many senses uh -huh. to make the other ones really work. So for oh, some people, okay. they're very, you know, orally related. Right. You stick them in the latex suit, just right. expose the mouth. Mm -hmm. Boom. You can do whatever you want. You ice cubes. Like, it, like I said, doesn't have to mm -hmm. involve sex. Right. You just brush something against the mouth, put something in it. Right. You know, the skin between where the mm -hmm. lip and the rest of your mm -hmm. face kind of meet, that's yeah. really sensitive. Really sensitive. Yeah. So you <laughs> really mess with that. Um, but like you were saying, you had the blindfold on him. Yeah. You were, you know, he's kind of sitting there like, what's going, going on? on. What could tiny, happen? There's excitement. Exactly. There's fear because you're throwing in little different emotions on right. top of the senses. Like, what is she going to touch? She's going to touch something that I exactly. don't and want her to touch. And you know what he wants to have touched. Right. So he's waiting for that. Mm -hmm. So there's that interface mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. If you really want to get him with the sensory play... Next time you guys play or whoever you're playing with, do mm -hmm. the blindfold and cover their ears. Oh. Earplugs or something like that. Because, like, oh. the way I like to say this, because I'm blind. Like, my glasses are really thick. Okay. So <laughs> it forces all my senses to work in overdrive. So right. when I play, my glasses come off. Right. So I'm automatically just 
everything extra. Can be, mm -hmm. Right. And I'm very touch sensitive, and my okay. guy knows that. This is kind of his first kind of thought of it, which you'll oh. see in the kit what some of the stuff we play with. Oh, yeah, she brought, like, her show and tell of her toys. Like, I can't wait to, like, tell you guys about it. Um, you know, my thing with the scene is you need to learn. If you've got right. questions, learn from the right place. Exactly. Fifty Shades of Grey is not the right place. God, I hate that book. Oh, man. So, like, okay, let's just ask that question. What about <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey that was so... Like, terrible? not not terrible, or just didn't do the community justice. Since you you've been in it for how long? Have you been in that, this community? Ooh, you gonna make me tell my age? Oh, it's okay. We're like, kind of like the same age. It's all right. Just you can just say fifteen plus years. Yeah, like fifteen plus years. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> I started when I was legally able to to start. Okay. Um, so <laughs> within the confines of the relationship, you've got your main sub. Right who, for the most part, was not consensual. Mm. She kind of got tricked into it. Yeah. And then he took advantage of her getting tricked into it. Yeah, that's true. When situations like that happen in real life, girls like her either end up in the relationship and they beat the crap out of them and abuse them and go, right. oh, honey, I bought you a diamond ring. Oh, God. Whether it's BDSM or not. Right. The addition of the BDSM in the already abusive relationship mm -hmm. already adds an additional stigma to the scene. Because people figure, oh, you're female and you're submitting. How do I know you're doing it, you know, by your will? Mm -hmm. He's probably tricking you, blah, blah, blah. Right. Not realizing that, like, a lot of subs I know, these women are powerful women. They're yeah. attorneys. Mm -hmm. They're doctors. They're uh -huh. people who make decisions all day. Yeah, so, that's what I was um, researching, too, is, like, um, a lot of times people in their normal lives are uh -huh. very dominant or in dominant professions. Uh -huh. And in their either sexual play or just, like, just their private, like, intimate lives like to be submissive. And, and it's not, like, gender-specific. It's not. No, right. it's not. I, um, just gonna put that out there. I worked for a BDSM house for a brief time. Right. Um, and one of our regulars was an officer. Oh, and wow. he would come in as a switch. Okay. Um, he did play with a sub, but he played with a sub who could do both. Whoa. Oh, okay. So, and it was always hilarious because she is very subby. Okay. <laughs> so he would make her, um, as we like to say, he would make her top from the bottom. Okay, so can you just explain that what that is? Okay, so it kind of works the same in the BDSM community and in the gay community. Okay. You've got a bottom. They are a bottom, they are a right. sub. Right, But they're going to tell the top what to do. Oh, okay. Like, I need you, you to spank me. I need you, you to pull my hair. This I is what I want to do. Right, 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 right. Okay, that's interesting. And then you've got tops. okay who are technically bottoms. Well, because that's what I'm saying, because, yeah, because <laughs> in, like, I guess the vanilla sex, the person on top is technically the one in control. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're thinking, like, traditional Show missionary position. Right. Yeah. Vanilla sex. Or even the ones, even doggy style. Because, like, the person that's... Traditional doggy style, but if you're getting into BDSM... That's a little different. You can well, we, tweak that, but okay, we can get we, that we, we, Yeah, yeah, like, okay, I'm sorry. I just, like, there's so much information I know. that Wait, you're dropping. Okay, so you were talking about <laughs> when you were working in the dungeon, this officer liked to come in, and you were talking about tops and bottoms and... Okay, yeah. so, you know, he would, you know, he's technically the top. Okay. But he's telling his bottom what to do. Okay. So it's kind of, it's a little weird. Okay. Usually as a general rule, you're not going to hear somebody being a bottom from the top. You're going to hmm. hear somebody being a top from the bottom. Okay. Because the top's supposed to be in control anyway. Okay. So you're not in the BDSM community. Just period. A oh. top's supposed to be in control. That's why they're called the, the top. Okay. You know, I'm slow. That's okay. <laughs> but the bottom, you know, you get a couple sneaky ones who are like, Oh, I need daddy. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Okay. So that's why you will never really hear it switch. Oh, gotcha. But um, wait, because I know we were doing the top, but there was something before that. Okay. Backtrack, backtrack. Okay. 
So you were talking about when you worked at the dungeon. Just to kind of explain the whole, oh, the pyro dynamic, why dominant people then decide to be bottoms. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, even me, I'm bossy. Like, you know, I'm bossy. Right. <laughs> um, as a general, I can't help it. I was the oldest kid. Even though right. I got older siblings, there's such a gap that I'm pretty much, you know the older sibling at the same time as the younger. Right. Uh, probably why I'm a switch. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but <laughs> when I'm subbing, uh-huh. I'm relinquishing not just control, because in a way I'm not relinquishing control, but like I'm giving permission for someone to take over for me. I don't okay. have to think. I can just feel and be in a moment. I don't have to take that time where I have to go, this is the next step. And after that, that needs to be the next step. Right. I can just go, okay, I'm in the backseat. Like, it's like a baby sitting in the backseat of their parents' car. Right. I don't know where they're You're going. You're along for the ride. Away. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's why a lot of That's dominant a- people, you get tired of being in control all the time. It's draining. It- that is so emotionally <laughs> and physically draining. Right. Especially in the... In the work life and uh, just like stuff like just that. Everyday life. Like, every so, day, yeah. You know, you're supposed to enjoy whatever your hobbies are. So, right. <laughs> and if sex is involved, you're supposed to enjoy it. True. That's why it feels good. Right. You to keep doing it. <laughs> so, you know, that's why people like to relinquish your control. Right. And the interesting thing that gets me with a lot of dominant tops they stay like that they're just those people yeah no like a real dom uh-huh. like you just know that person is a power person like okay you sense it you see it like right. they walk in and are just like i am here it's yeah. my room and my they control. get off on being they do the dominant exactly right. so the way they are in life uh-huh. that's more than likely how they are in the bedroom oh, okay <coughs> that's interesting because um i i would it would seem to me that like a lot of dominant people would want to be submissive. Not always. So some That's people true. like to be dominant in their real life and then dominant in the in, bedroom. In replay. Yeah. Oh, in the bedroom too. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because like even though people might have misconception misconceptions about BDSM, it sounds very relatable. It in, is in the terms of how we think about sex, how we think about our sexuality, how we think about, um, or not how we think, but what we're thinking about during mm-hmm. sex. It is. Or just in the interaction. It is. Like, a really, a really, really good scene between a dom and a sub, uh-huh. it, it's, it's euphoric. Okay. So when you're in a really good scene and you're going, no matter what your kink is, mm-hmm. and it's just building, you're breathing mm-hmm. together in unison, mm-hmm. you're going to places, I see colors, I don't know about anybody else, I never ask what their <laughs> subspace looks like, okay, or what their dom space looks like, right? because even if my subspace looks different than my dom space, so okay. my subspace is very vast, open, I'm free-falling through it, right? my subspace is very focused, honed in. I'm focused on just who I'm talking to. I'm taking in their energy. Right. And it's just, when you get to the end of it, it's just like, that was a fun adventure. Oh I'm going to have to do that again. Oh, it's that just, is so crazy. But you said you had questions. Let's... I have, like, so many. It's, like, <laughs> so many questions. So I hope you guys... I don't even know if I said this, but BDSM, We you kind of already explained what the acronym stands for yeah so, so you've got bondage um, bondage and um some people are just weird with it because some people do um bondage and domination submission and um masochism or masochism yeah the snm part quite a bit yeah but you got the b your bondage boom right d dominant boom you're done it's right the snm that people like to, switch it up yeah Okay, so some people, I guess let's go about um, just ask straight up questions and then we'll go into like misconceptions. So um, I guess like some of the people were thinking that what what made you get involved with BDSM and what was so intriguing about it? Oh, my gateway drug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know about most people, but for me. 
kind of sort of stumbled into it. Um, as a kid, I was just really into reading, really, mm-hmm. you know, I would absorb books multiples at a time. Right. And right around, like, junior year of high school, I was really honed in on Anne Rice. I was reading, okay. you know, Vampire, Lestat, right. and Queen of the Damned and everything else. You know, the movie had just came out, and so mm-hmm. I was really, really, really... I started reading before it came out. Right. I really got into it. Afterwards. Oh, yeah. Right. So... I stumbled across a series that Anne Rice had written under a different name. Oh. And it's the Trilogy of Sleeping Beauty. Oh. And I was like, okay, you know, Anne Rice writes this. Right. And you get the first book, first chapter, Sleeping Beauty is raped by the prince. Oh, gosh. And taken into captivity by the prince to be his sex slave. Oh, wow. And you're like... This is really twisted. Exactly. This is terrible. Technically, this is kind of... You can kind of see that it's from this book that Fifty Shades of Grey probably got some of its ideas. Probably. And you go through and you're reading this, and it's like, the things she goes through are terrible, but the training process to make her who she is is what drew me in. What kept making me read it. Because you get to the end of the book where the prince finds out that she was never supposed to be taken captive, that he screwed up. His mom's like, did you not do research on what (laughs) castle you broke into? These are our allies. Are you you an idiot? So they let her go, but she grew to love the BDSM sim being up she pretty much becomes a switch and she's like I need to find my prince who hits all the right buttons gotcha like at one point she's bringing a kid into the room and they're by themselves and I remember something about her sticking the candle where the sun don't shine to see how you can take it and he kind of cries and like runs out the room and she's like well you were useless oh gosh and what's the name of this book um it's like Beauty's Capture. I don't remember the middle book, but I know the last one was like Beauty's Release. Okay. Like Beauty's Capture is Beauty's Punishment. Beauty's Release. She re-released it under her name. Okay. But that was that. She had another one called Exit to Eden, but I only read it once, and I don't remember what it fully entailed other right. than an island where people go to volunteer to either be subs or doms. And Oh, wow. Yeah. So Sounds like... like um, like, there's this thing called hedonism that they have, in, I think, in Jamaica. You know what? I kind of heard of that, but I haven't... But like, I don't know if it's necessarily BDSM as much as it is, like, an adults-only... It's probably a swingers like, thing. Yeah, kind of like a swingers thing, but, like, single people can go, too. Well, well swingers thing, you can... Yeah, but no, we're on BDSM. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do not swing. I okay, know swingers, but I don't swing. Okay, that's interesting. So, but um, you go from there, and I'm like, okay, that seems kind of (laughs) interesting. So then you delve a little deeper, and then you find out other books, Story of O. That is, if you kind of want to read good fiction Uh that really describes the lifestyle without being Mm -hmm. over-encompassing, you can see where, as a sub, why a sub would choose to do this and put themselves through that. Story of O is a really good one. It's um, it's an old French story. They translated it into English, and you follow Mm -hmm. this sub's journey. At one point, she even gets branded, and she's choosing to go through this herself. She's not forced. And she's you know it's a journey of self-discovery via bdsm and honestly a lot of bdsm is just self-discovering you're finding yourself yeah so just reading that and reading you know going through and then you know you're not legal you can't play with somebody when you're not 18 right so So don't even start guys if you're listening and you're under 18 you need to be turning this off and go to bed yeah honestly i'm gonna be quite honest i was researching before i was 18 Okay. I, you, know, you, you you can read. You can absorb. And right. this is like the infancy of the internet. So right. we, we just got DSL, y'all. Like, oh, this gosh. Is, this is where we are in this Yeah. So, like, like, a lot of stuff was uncensored on the internet. Right. Um, but just kind of got into it and kind of tinkered. And 
you know, turned 18, went off to college. And I'm like, okay, let's kind of see. And very first guy I'm thinking of maybe trying some stuff with. Right. Guy picks me up drunk, runs a red light, and I'm like, yeah, no, you are not. You don't fit. Okay. So um, at the time, there was a website called bondage.com. Oh, they wow. just closed it due to these new government rules about, wow. you know, sex trafficking and stuff. A little sad. I love that site because I met a lot of cool people through it. Um, I actually met my first dom through it. And this man was a mountain man. This man was about 6'4", 6'5", 200 plus, solid muscle. Like wow. when I met him, we met at um, Starbucks. You know, you meet some Yeah, yeah you have to, you know, exactly. So he's sitting there and I can see he's pretty massive. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit. And as I'm coming up, he's a gentleman. He stands. Oh, I'm wow. five foot. I'm wearing like two and a half inch heels. So seeing someone 6'4", six, 6'5", six, stand it's up. Like, and I'm like, what? Hey. And he's like, oh, you're adorable. All right, let's sit. Let's chit chat. So, and yeah, like almost 100 pounds lighter as well. Right. So, that's a different conversation. Right. But we're chit chatting, you know, we get along, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So then we're like, all right, let's do our first play date. And he's like, have you ever really played before? I'm like, no, not really. I'm just kind of researching you at first. He's like, oh, I'm your training dog then. Oh. Like, yeah. He's like, okay. So then, first time we play, like literally, which is on my birthday, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, this, you go, girl. This is this is how I lose my virginity is playing in a scene for the first time. Oh my gosh! So he gives me, um, which I love this collar, and someone stole it from me. This is gorgeous white leather collar with crisscross things, and just I loved it. And he's like, "This is your birthday gift. This is your training collar." Wow. So we played for like off and on for like two years, and. Yeah, about two years. And then once we kind of stopped, because he's like, you know what? I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of my health. Some things are coming up. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we did what we were going to do. Right. I'm going to go out and, you know, kind of explore stuff. But no, how was like your first play experience? Play play, oh, what was the play scene? <laughs> I like, you don't have to, I kind of wanted you to go in details, but you don't have to go in details, but I kind of <laughs> want you to go in details. I'm trying not to be too vulgar with it's it. It's okay. Um, just... Because our, our, <laughs> our audience wants to know, so do I. Okay, so we go in, I'm there, it's the first night. Um, he's just kind of, you know, trying different sensations, see what I might like, see what I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I discover I prefer thuddy sensations over stinging sensations. So like um, somebody using like a paddle? <laughs> so a paddle's like a thud sting, it's a combination right. of both don't really like to be paddled. Oh, I can okay. put up with it, but it's not. It'll pull me out of some space. Oh, uh, it will? It's more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more like this different sensation of, which is so weird. It's like, actually, no, it's mostly paddles and riding crops I don't like. Okay. Because of the type of sting. Um, the sting from a cane, it's a sting thud, but it's more of a thud because it's heavy. Oh, okay. So I like the cane, but I prefer... Um, Floggers. Oh, okay. that is that is actually I have one in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Um, we're gonna go live. But okay. I prefer the thud of the flogger. Okay, that's just that's where I am. So uh-huh. we do the flogger, and you know, so he knows. Right, right, right. So I'm blindfolded. Okay. And I have the cuffs on and everything, okay. and it's just cuffs behind you. I believe we did the spreader bar with the cuffs and above the head because he's set up at his house. Right. So, okay, so the spreader bar is the one that keeps your arms. I have one too. I'll show you later. It's like it. You can set it at different lengths, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They have different types too. So you right. have the X one. You have just the bar, but we're just doing just the bar. Okay. So you know we play, we try out different things, and then we end in sex. Right. And for some people, they have it as they're playing. Right. Right. I right. Right. I'm, yeah, that requires a level of flexibility I don't have. Okay. So. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, no, that's like the first experience. And then um, what ends up happening at one point is I do decide, okay, you know, we can work at a house, Mm -hmm. BDSM house. So at the time um, when we were playing, in terms of public play places, there were three. Um, There was um, Sanctuary, not Sanctuary, Sanctuary now. What was it? It was uh, Passive Arts, which is where I was in L.A. Okay. Um, there was Lady Laura's. I 
so for the life of me can't remember what the third one was but it was between the three and Pastor Farris and Lady Loras were like the two biggest ones okay um which there's like a big deal with passive arts, like the guy who owned it got murdered and everything. Oh else. wow, that is so yeah. sad. <laughs> Which I didn't find that out until almost ten years ago, like wow. eight years after I left. Oh wow. So it was it eight? Maybe it was like five. Either way, I found out from a friend. Right. Um, which I'm kind of not surprised because he was kind of a. Uh, he was cool, but he had his, you know, some people have their ways, and you just kind of, when things happen, you're not surprised. Mm-hmm. He was one of those. Anyway, so I'm working there, and I kind of get exposed to a little bit of everything. Which, oh my God, the stories for that, those are hilarious. Okay, so like, you have to talk about the, okay, well, I'll let you finish the story about. No, I'm leading into my experience at the house. Okay, cool. So, um, I've met some of the most amazing women through this house. Um, when I started, um, there was one British lady. How was she? Is it Mistress Z or something like that? I'm terrible with names, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm like, <laughs> only a few of them I remember right off the top. I can look at them in their face and know exactly who they are. I'm not going to remember their names, but I'm going to know I know them. Right. So um, all the different mistresses we meet, um, the head head mistress, if you wish, she wasn't in charge, but you knew not to mess with her. Okay, quick question: Are mm-hmm. all mistresses dominant? If you're a mistress, you're a dominant. Like okay. it's implied in your name. Oh, gotcha. Okay, um, just just for the people that don't know. Yeah. So if you're looking on a website for a house, you're gonna see mistresses, switches, and subs. Okay. Or submissive, because you're never gonna see anyone openly call somebody a slave. Right. You know better. Right. But. <laughs> Um, so you've got the mistresses, and she was, like, the coolest mistress I had ever met. This British lady, she's been living in the yes for eons. Wow. And most of her subs that would come in, they were sissy subs. Oh, okay. So they would dress in sissy stuff and everything. Right. She had one who loved to be embarrassed. Oh, so okay. I'm, I'm sitting in the front because I'm nerdy and the guy who's in charge he's like watch the books I'm like okay so I'm sitting up front <laughs> and she's like oh Kyla which is my name at the, at the place right you wanna you know here come sit sit let's chit chat <laughs> she's in the middle of a scene while we're doing this oh so my he gosh comes crawling in on his hands and knees in a French maid's outfit oh including cuffs and he's got <laughs> the feather duster between his teeth oh my god! she's gosh. like you there go make us some teas Kylie would you like some tea oh I would love some tea have you ever had tea with milk in it no that's the thing she's like god you Americans make us two (laughs) teas with milk in it and don't cheat the milk or that's gonna be some lashes so we're chit chatting she's explaining stuff to me because at the time I'm like you know I think I might be a switch she's like well then you need to learn some dime stuff so she's teaching me things or Mm -hmm. teaching me how to tie robes which I didn't bring I have no idea where the ropes are at the house right now okay Um, (laughs) they must get in use (laughs) We're, we're moving stuff around. So okay. stuff's being moved. So as he's crawling around and doing things, and at one point we start, well, not we, she, she's bored. <laughs> oh, God. She starts flinging pennies at him and tells uh-huh. him to pick them up. So he's picking them up with his teeth. And then she How gets, the hell do you pick pennies up off the floor with your oh, teeth? Oh, no, no, no. I got you one better. So she gets bored with that. She tells them to pick one of the pennies up with his butt cheeks, and he attempts to do it. Oh my Please God. note this man has what I like to call flapjacks. <laughs> you can picture what that entails. So he's trying. This is like, like Jim Carrey's, but you know, like I can picture it from Ace Ventura Peck Detective is like really flat. You know what I mean? It's flat, but at least Jim Carrey's has got some shape to it. It's flat, okay. but it's kind of, yeah, yeah, high shape. Okay, it's, it was flatter than that? Yes. Oh girl. my God. The flab. <laughs> so oh my God. he's attempting for the last 10 minutes of his paid time trying to pick this up <laughs> she's like you're pathetic so she grabs him by the leash she has on and guides him back to the room she's like I'll see you later darling oh, okay <laughs> so she takes off and however way they finish I'm not gonna do it right 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 but um that was one I've tried food play I do not like food play I don't like feeling sticky, and you feel sticky after food play. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I mean, I do like food play in the right 
You like Times. eating food and having food eaten off of you. That's what most people like for food play. I mean, like, I like, what, okay, like putting whipped cream yeah, that. down on, you know, a man's penis no. and licking Which, it off. By the way, you should not do. Do not do that. You should not put whipped cream on your mia, and you should not put it on his mia. Especially Girl, if it's foreplay. It is, you can say the words. I know, okay. but I like to say like, okay, yeah. ladies, gentlemen, I have to let you know, as much as we love whipped cream play, it should honestly stay on the top half of your body. Ladies, this is how you get yeast infections. Well, I don't do it no more. You, but when, when I was when younger, you younger and didn't yes, know any yeah. I did that a lot. And, we, and I mean, I shouldn't say it like that because if something makes me sound like I'm a crazy person, <laughs> like I was going around licking everybody's, you know, what? Like she's with got the... an oral fetish. <laughs> but no, please don't no. do that. God, okay, so do that. we can. <laughs> but you know, that's the kind of thing like I was into like in my twenties, and I don't, I, I, I like that. But you nowadays, it's like, huh? You're very much into the senses. I think so. Like you like that's where your kink lies, and. Yeah, Sound, taste, touch, kind of thing. Yeah, you're really like into music sp- anyway, right? Yeah. So yeah, that it, makes, it makes sense. sense. And I like getting spanked. Mm, we were supposed to talk about that because you said you didn't like it hard. Yeah, I don't like it hard, hard. I like it like during vanilla sex. You like the yeah, I like that during vanilla sex, like somebody just smacking it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, mm. but but a little like. A little aggressive, but like not like spanking like your mama about to like beat, beat you. you. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal with that. Um, if you kind of like it a little during that, uh huh. The thing with a lot of BDSM and why people get off on the pain pleasure thing, uh huh. The senses in the brain that signal that are like right by each other. Okay. So that you makes can sense. intermingle in between the two. Right. And you kind of, if you play more, those senses get crossed a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, like, let's say, like, um, I'm in a doggy style situation, position, and he, like, pauses for a second and then smacks mm-hmm. and then goes back to mm-hmm. um, pumping, I guess. <laughs> or <laughs> thrusting motion. Like, thrusting motion and then, like, smacking in between, like, pausing and just smacking and then, you know, thrusting. Like, that really does turn me on. No, and it makes sense because, you know, you're getting hit. That's the right. pain signal. Right. But your pleasure, you know, your it's pleasure diff- senses are already triggered. Right. So it's getting confused. Oh. So your brain's kind of like, mm, this kind of hurts, but I, I kind of like, like it. it. Yeah. So the more you do it, uh-huh. the more likely you are where somebody could just, you don't need the sex. You're going to be triggered by the hit. But you know what? That makes sense because even like stupid as it may be, like when you're in a relationship, sometimes your man, you know, smacks that butt and be like, hey girl, like come over here with your sexy ass. And then you can, yeah, you get turned on by that, like, woo. But I never like to it. Right, right. So that I mean it makes sense. Like it's something you might want to, you know. Look at you one day. I mean, yeah, I'm open person, so did you do your checklist? I didn't do a checklist. I was a little scared. You should do a checklist. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. Because it's a, we it's a have, whole... We system. do not have time for you to do a checklist. No, it's, it's, too, like it's, it's like an hour and a half to it's, do. It's like three or four pages yeah. long. And that's a small one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, yeah, so I think from what I was researching is that if you enter into a sub-dom relationship with somebody, you need to fill out a checklist. You don't need to... Like, I didn't want my dog. Like, I knew what my heart limits were. I'm like, we're not doing blood play. You're right. not peeing and pooping on me. Like, right. I'm like, bleh. Oh, like, my God. Why do people like, you're not choking me out on that. People have their keys. Her Kelly. Oh, my God. He let's, peed. Let's, 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 I know. Let's we don't have to talk about him. Out. I'm just saying, but he peed, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, we, said, we've all seen the tape. We it's know. It's gross. just, ugh. I mean, it's a power really, play thing. He he's not gonna like a pillar of the community or nothing. So <laughs> anyway, it's just I just thought about that. But yeah, but for some like, <coughs> excuse me, like since my guy is new into it, I uh-huh. made him do the checklist. 
Oh, okay. Like when I was new, I did the checklist. Right. The checklist is a good place to start just to get an idea where you stand and okay. what you might be interested in. Okay, that's interesting. But it takes forever. Okay, so that kind of answers my question, like how, how, like if somebody wants to get started in the yeah. community? Start with the checklist. Mm-hmm. Start with the checklist and find a safe place to play. Um... Technically, there are three places. One of the places is closed at the moment. I'm a little sad because it is one of the nice places to play. Um, you can go to a public event at Sanctuary LAX. They're okay. literally down by LAX. Okay. Um, there's Ow. another one up here in the valley. Um, it's called Lair de Sod. Lair de Sod's harder to get into. There are membership dues. You're only oh. allowed to come in like once or twice a month to do the intro tour and oh. that kind so of thing. So how much does like that membership run typically? I know it's a one-time fee. Oh, okay. we keep trying to go to Lair, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine, I guess, knows the owner, so she's making us wait till she's back in town to introduce us. Okay, that like, makes sense. But I know I've met him because going back to my first dom, right? He was very into the scene to the point oh. where when I was working at Passive Arts, mm-hmm. the other doms there knew I was his, oh. even though we weren't playing anymore. Right? They knew. Oh, they're like, oh, you're so and so sub, yeah. Okay, and then they would so keep a distance. Gotcha. So that's a theme too. Yes. You have yes, to respect. Um. Anytime you go to any kind of public play, public event, mm-hmm. um, actually one should be coming up called Bondage Ball. Actually, I'm kind of curious when it is. Because I was actually thinking about it on the way up here and I was like, I think that should be coming up. Yep, it sounds fun. Um, oh my God, I had a blast when I went. And it's been so <laughs> long since I've gone because half the time I forget when it is and then boom. Um, actually, a very beginner level place to start is Bar Sanctuary Saturday nights. Okay. It's like 10, 20 bucks to get in. You gotta be wearing either bondage, fetish, punk, or at the very bare minimum, all black to get in. Okay. And it's in downtown LA. Not downtown LA. It's in um, Hollywood off of, pretty much off of the boulevard. I can't remember what the little tiny street is. But they have what's called the loft. So you oh, okay. go upstairs to the loft, and that's where people play. Like, when I was in college, that's where me and my friends went, because it's 18 and over right. to get in, so. Okay, so playing in public, does that include sex? No, 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 okay, no. Okay, so you can't have sex in public, you no, just only play. No, no, you can only play. If you right. have sex in public, it's considered prostitution. The place can be closed down. There are very strict rules about this. There is no exchanging of bodily fluids. You cannot give or receive head. You are not allowed to suck on titties. Like, <laughs> you could be naked as the day you were born, but you cannot cross body parts. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the underground private parties yeah Yeah. exist Mm -hmm. for that reason yeah okay that makes sense but i play in public and when i play in private it's just me and my guy i'm not i'm i'm selfish i don't like to share oh okay don't like to share at all (laughs) do you guys have a safe word with with each other no because we don't need one oh because you guys know each other so well i used to have one yeah what was your old one it's like Pineapple, or oh. it's always something really silly. <laughs> I think at one point it was like monkey butt. Oh, God. It was just, I don't remember, like it's so long ago, but usually, like with me and my guy now, he knows if I move a certain way, let off. Right, or right, right. If you know, twitch a certain way or right. do something. That makes off, sense. Let off. Do you guys, um, I think I uh, maybe asked this before, but do you guys. You haven't... Do you guys switch roles at all? No. Okay. Like, just no. No. Okay. Uh, Like, you've got to be a certain type of person to get me to want to be a dom. Oh, okay. I'm a picky switch. (laughs) Dang. Um, People want to know, do... Is it expensive to... Play? To play. No. Dude, that's why I said Home Depot. They sell rope there, y'all. That is so funny. Like, so you go to Home Depot, you touch some rope, see some rope that you like. Actually, you know who has better rope is um, Ace. 
Shoot, you, I was thinking about the rope. I see some rope at the Dollar Tree. You don't want Dollar Tree rope, y'all. I know. I'm just you, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm just saying if you, you if, know, if you're desperate, falling on a budget. If you're desperate. If you're but desperate. <laughs> you, here's the deal. You don't want to use nylon rope. That stuff burns. Don't don't do that. Get cotton rope. You can get it pretty cheap at Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, hardware stores. Um, in terms of learning experiences, most classes range from free 99 to like 30, 40 bucks. Um, there are weekend events. Uh-huh. So um, one of my favorite educators, most of the stuff I've learned, I've learned through taking her classes and watching and listening to her vlogs. And everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, there's an educator named Midori. She's based out of San Francisco. One of the most amazing women ever when she starts talking she commands the room and you shut up i don't care if you're a dom sub switch you know she's in charge wow um she has a weekend she has a three-day intensive for female well just for women period if you want to discover your inner dom and like i've been dying to go but i could just never come up with the three it's like three to four thousand dollars for the weekend yeah that's a that's a that's a chunk of change it is a chunk of change but it'd be worth it just to go just one weekend i just need one but you know like you said money can be tight oh yes she does freebie classes actually she was just down here two three days ago and actually my God, this is always so funny to me. One of my first classes I took of hers was um, was a fellatio class. Oh, and, that's interesting. I always oh, wanted yeah. to do an episode strictly on fellatio. She she's a good one to learn from because okay, because I feel like I'm good at it, but I could I feel like I can always be better. I always because like you can't like ever stop learning or growing. yeah no no yeah. no. Cause like the thing, the thing with that is hand positions. Learn to, ladies, use your hands. If you're not I sure, use I, know, mm-hmm, I know it's gonna sound weird, but Girl, tips I've learned, I've learned from asking my gay male friends. Oh yeah. So I hit them up. But the fun thing with her classes, she does at the end. She's like, I'm gonna teach you ladies how to put a condom on with your mouth. Oh. Because the that's problem is fun. women don't quite know how to put a condom on to begin with right so when they put it on with their mouth what they're where they screw up is they forget to hold on to the reservoir that fluffy oh, little piece yeah. at the end yeah you need that piece it's right. important it keeps the condom from breaking when they ejaculate right so you have to tuck it like into your tongue a little bit like under, underneath um, like a little bit underneath well, I, well, I've got one. You know how some people can curl in clover and stuff? Look so. at Oh, no, see, I can't do that. See, yeah. So I, I It's I very easy keep, for you to it, do that. Yeah. So when you're doing it, um, you can either do that or because you have to suck on it. Uh-huh. So you kind of suck on it and kind of use the roof of your mouth to uh-huh. hold it in place. Because once you get just, like, once you get over the head, right. you can let go of that suction pressure. Oh, okay. Of course, because then, yeah, then it comes But you have to have that initial suction pressure, make sure the reservoir is there, and and you go down. Yeah, that's kind of like a sexy way to, like, be, have safe sex. Because I think, like, sometimes it's, could be like a little. It looks sexy. It feels awkward. (laughs) Right. Yeah, the whole, like. Cause you're like might getting hot and heavy, and then you have to stop for a second. To put the condom, condom on, and see, it, this it's kind of like a sexy. part of BDSM, though. But yeah. you don't have to have that awkward moment where right. you're watching them put the condom on. You're tied up. You're blindfolded. Right. You oh, know. that's interesting. You're in the middle of it. It's yeah. part of your sensory play. So you know so they can put it on at any point. Right. Continue with the BDSM play. Right. If it's good, some of them know how to do it with one hand. And blah, 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 blah. It's just so going. interesting. So. I know it's like sidebar. It's just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so. This is so interesting. Like I feel like um, I still got so many questions. Okay. But yeah. In terms of budget, you you can do this on a dollar screen budget. Get you. Honestly, all you need is some bandanas, some rope. Um, if you want to make like a makeshift flogger, you uh-huh. literally just buy a couple of pieces of rope. Okay. And um, you kind of tie it off, like fold it in half, tie it off. Uh-huh. And depending on what you like, you can just leave it like that, or you can tie um, tie off a knot on the end of each one. Uh-huh. Get like, what's that like? About two feet of rope. Uh huh. Get like ten pieces of you know. 
foundation pieces of two feet. So it's pretty much take like 20 feet, folder and a half, tie it off with a rope and make sure you have a long lead on it. Uh-huh. Makes your flogger. Uh-huh. You can get that done for like, what, $5 from Home Depot? $5, $10? Listen. And, yeah. You can I make mean, yourself you... a kit for on a budget. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, don't do not do those little cheeky kits from like online um, touch a romance or no get the good stuff get the good stuff guys if you're in la awesome awesome place is over in um kind of the silverwood lake area mm-hmm. um i'm always terrible with names why did i forget the name of the store <laughs> just that fast i was just talking about it earlier today too hold on that's guys. so funny actually continue why I oh like while I some of name. the questions was if a guy likes pegging does that make him gay Okay, that has absolutely nothing to do with this. However, I'm just saying this are it kind of goes alongside of like the misconceptions about the pegging in and the gay. Okay, right. guys, gay, straight, lesbian. It's what in terms of those terms, it's based on who, as a human being, you are attracted to, right. not what your kink is. So if your kink is being pegged, it has nothing to do with your sexuality and what you like in terms of sensing. Right. Now, if you like being pegged and making your girl dress up like a dude. Okay. You might want to start questioning. Your sexuality. That's when you might want to have some questions. Right. If you like her looking extra femme and you're like, you know, I kind of like her to peg me every now and again. And then, you know. In a few minutes, you know, I'm about to bang that to Sunday. Right. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it. You just yeah. you just have that kind of kink. Right. Because, like, I was thinking a lot of times you could like certain things that are, like, stereotypical, considered gay or whatever, lesbian or some weird thing. But to me, it's like if, the, if you're doing it with a person of the opposite sex, you're still heterosexual. Exactly. Even, no matter what acts you're doing. Exactly. So, so it's, it's just yeah, really, it's really interesting. Just relax. Okay, so the answer is no. No. It no, doesn't no, make no. him gay. I love how you guys brought that up for BDSM questions. <laughs> you know, people just, they, they, they want to know. I know. We need to, we need better sex education in the U.S. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, let's see. So, Let's just go in a little bit into some misconceptions. Okay. There's people say that, oh, people that are like BDSM, they're weird, they're sicko in the heads, or they're Satan worshipers. Um, I was raised in the church. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, you're not sick in the head. The way I figure it is, everyone has their kink. They have something that they like. Mm-hmm. And back to what I was saying earlier. Some of y'all are kinky and don't realize it. You like your husband to pull your hair? All right. You like That's your girl to be cowboy? All mm-hmm. right. You know, like, everyone's got their thing. I know a girl who liked to be slapped and sped on and went to church every day. <laughs> everyone's got, like, their thing. Um, if you think about it, too, like, in a traditional sense, mm-hmm. in a weird way, a lot of people are doing BDSM without the sex every day. You know, that woman who stays at home, cooks, cleans, does everything in the kitchen, you know, makes sure everything looks good. Husband works away from home. A lot of that power play is in BDSM. Right. You're just doing it without the sex. That's so honestly, like, the only difference is is that with BDSM, you're just kind of, you know, involving a little bit of sensory play. Right. You might want to be hit a little bit. And for some people in relationships that are very nuclear like that, uh-huh. some of them are okay with their hubby smacking them around a little bit. It means he's the man in charge. But then some of those same people will look at, you know, me and mine and be like, oh, you guys are weird. Right. And I'm like, to me, you're the weird one. You're putting up with the abuse. Right. Ours is straight sensual. I was like, ours is a sensual reason why we're putting right. up with the abuse. And it's, it's part of a scene. Exactly. Whereas for them, it's, I don't, like, there's something wrong there where they feel like they can't walk away. Right. I can walk away from mine. If I get tired of this, I can just go, you know what? I don't want to play anymore. Right. Okay. We're done. Yeah. And it ends. And right. we're done. And we love each other. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that you put it in that way. Yeah, no. Because a lot of people have, like, different, because of, like, 
childhood reasons or maybe like growing up in like abusive homes have like a weird um it's like a psyche yeah weird psyche when it comes to sex and like what turns you on and if you have like different things that happen to you when you're younger oh yeah but they actually did just do a study on that um a lot of abuse victims Uh are finding what they're looking for in bdsm for a lot of them it is that control aspect Mm -hmm. and because they control what's happening to Mm -hmm. them because it's very it's very give and take me as a sub if i'm letting you dominate over me mm-hmm. i am giving you permission to hold the reins right and you know as a dom there's a level of respect there where this person trusts me right to give them what they're looking for right. to make sure they're okay to take them through this experience right and a lot of people think it's the other way around right so they think oh you're a sub you're weak Oh, how can you let that person dominate over you? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's a level of respect there. And uh-huh. the dom is the one giving the sub respect. It's not, it's both ways, but it's that give and take that. Right. You're seeing what you said earlier in the episode is that being submissive just means letting go, exactly. not being in control. In a way, you're not, you're in control in the scene in that if you want to stop it, it's done. You're done. Okay. We're done where we don't have to do anything. Right. That's where a sub is in control. Honestly, in the truest sense of the word, the sub is the one in control. Hmm. If a sub says we're done, we're done. Okay. If a sub says keep going, we're going. Oh, gotcha. Like, the, the even though the dom is, like, you know, the one in charge of the show. Right. On, like, what kind of play we're going to do. Mm, sometimes, no. We're sometimes, like... You can go into a scene and be like, do whatever you want, Dom. And he'll be like, we want to do tickle play today. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's more like you've got the orchestra director. Yeah, he's in charge of the orchestra. Mm -hmm. But the guy that owns the building, if he says the show's done, the show's done. Gotcha. So, yeah. So the Dom's like the orchestra director, but the sub's like the building owner. That is so funny. These are terrible analogies, but this is the only way I can think to get the point across. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of misconceptions we already talked about. We talked mm-hmm. about um, submissives are not necessarily uh, submissive in their everyday lives. The same goes with doms. Mm-hmm. Um, men who like anal play are not gay. No. And no. men are not always dominant. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, same thing back to... You know, you're a man. You're in right. charge. You, especially in our society where it is expected of a man to right. be in charge. Yes. You get tired. That's tiring. Just, you know, and for some, it's just like, hey, baby, I love you. Here are the reins. Please help me relieve this. And, right. You know, a lot of guys love it. And then they go back to their high power jobs, making their six figure careers the next day. Right. So I, I do hear that sometimes from guys that they don't want to always be the aggressor mm-hmm. in, in sex. Like, not even no BDSM thing, just in vanilla sex. Yeah. Like, yeah. some of them want us women to initiate yes, some, some oh my sexual play and take charge and stuff like that and i think we take that for granted we do ladies in vanilla sex ladies oh my god because we're all corporates because sometimes i'll do that too but that's because (laughs) i know my guy likes to be in charge right he likes to be the one to initiate but you know you know when y'all in bed and y'all spooning and you do the little booty wiggle yeah do the other little booty wiggle like hey baby Uh some guys literally are like you know you could do more you can take control. You can do things. Like, um, one of my new favorites is I to kind of show how the night, how I would like the night to go. Because uh-huh. even though he takes control, there are times where I want to show him, hey, I want to initiate. Right, so right, So I right. literally will cook in, like, heels in a apron. <laughs> Just to show up. Yeah. Like, I won't cook the whole meal because, like, if it involves, like, grease or something like that, yeah, now I'm going to have clothes on. Right. But you know how <laughs> right before dinner's done where everything's kind of simmering? Yeah. Yeah. Go hop in the shower real quick. Right. You know, get the grease off your face. Right. Stuff. Get that little yeah, food exactly. smell. You know, yeah. put a little bit of lotion on, which, by the way, Curel makes a lotion that you can put on while you're still in the shower when you're wet if you're trying to do stuff quickly. 
and mm-hmm. you get out and it's great. And it's actually good for, you know, melanated skin. Oh, okay. look actually, yeah, no, I love this stuff. Actually, I was supposed to pick up some today. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, but you throw this on, you know, you go back in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you fix their plate and you show up with your heels and if you feel like you need underwear on, you know, you got the cutesy bra and the thing on yeah. with the apron on and the heels. And that outfit triggers Damn. what it is. Oh, she's giving knowledge, y'all. And I don't know if it's for all men, but I know all the men in my life, because I'm blunt and we talk about stuff like this. Right. But for a lot of them, it's not, you don't need to be naked. For hmm. a lot of them, there's, what do they say? It's like a 60-40 ratio. It's something, some weird number. Okay. But it's a combination of covered flesh and exposed flesh. Oh, okay. And that's up to you what's covered and what's exposed. Right. So, like, I know for us, it's like, I can cover, and I can have tights on, and that right. nice little meaty flesh between where that joint is and where them thigh highs are, uh-huh. that's a huge turn-on for a lot of okay. guys. Right. They so, love that thick thighs. Yeah. That, it's like, it's like just, just a little peek of the drumstick. Okay. Just enough. <laughs> you don't have to be naked, but you're right. still showing, hey. Right. I'm interested. Let's play. Right. And yes, they will eat dinner before they play with you. <laughs> Ladies, let them eat the Ooh. dinner. Let them get that energy in. They need right. them carbs. Remember, the carbs do the front end. The protein kind of <laughs> helps on the back end. Protein's a little harder. To, actually, no. Carbs are harder to process. But you kind of make sure dinners are nice, balanced. So, right. <laughs> you know, you hit them with the chicken so they can get that initial energy kick. Then, you know, you got the simple carbs, like the veggies. Uh-huh. That gives them on the other side. And you right. hit them with, like, some pasta or some rice. That kind of helps with the long game. Right. I was like, <laughs> you, you feed your man the energy he needs for the level of fun you want to have that right. night. And, yes, that goes for BDSM, too. That's so funny. Okay. So Actually, I just thought about what the store is called. So it's called the Stock Room. Okay. They used to be in like True Silver Lake, mm-hmm. and they had no parking lot, but they moved, and I love them. That's they moved so to a new place, and it's a very good place to start. Everybody's knowledgeable. Um, trying to think how much we. They've got cheapy stuff. Like on the on the real cheap end, and they've got more expensive stuff, and they have classes. Oh so, wow! No reason for you not to, you know, be able to learn some stuff. All right, so that was so funny. Okay, guys, so I want to thank Crystal for being so open and so honest and just um, patient as you talk about like something that is so. I think it's. I think it's like a, a really important part of who you are. Oh yeah. And like I think that this whole education, like enlightening people on it, made me think like, oh, there's aspects of my sexuality or aspects of what I like to do or like getting done to me that is kind of a little bit of BDSM, but not even realizing it because mm-hmm. we have so many misconceptions mm-hmm. on what it is. So I'm just thanking you so much for like bringing your knowledge and bringing awareness to it and yeah, debunking all the stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm like, if anyone has any other questions or things mm-hmm. like that, more than welcome. I'm like, you know, just let me know mm-hmm. ahead of time. Right. You know, we can always do it again if there are more questions. Or yeah, I could definitely. Concerns. Mm-hmm. We could definitely do another episode about this. It's so it's like endless conversation. Honestly, or just sex in general. Yeah. I like to tell people. My grandmother made sure I wouldn't be stupid in the subject because okay. she grew up when she used to say um, she was taught if you kiss a boy you get pregnant. So oh. she did everything else. <laughs> I then got pregnant. No, did not. Uh, she oh, was she smart. Did. She did not. But her whole thing was, you know, I thought you could do everything else mm. since the kissing is what made you pregnant. Oh. So, and it's a lot, a lot of like that whole abstinence training thing. Oh, trust me, I can go. Yeah, we could definitely. We, we could be here till like three, four in the morning. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I want you to come back and we can talk about all kinds of things. Um. So, yeah, if you guys have any questions about this episode about BDSM 
I can definitely shoot him over to Crystal. Just hit me up on IG at R-O-S-O-N-I-S-E or the Rosoni Show. And I will definitely let her know and we'll do some follow-up questions or uh, episodes. Was there anything else that, any last thoughts that you want to... Last thoughts? Yeah. Um, explore, find out, like, if you're already kind of curious, go out and look. I mean... Um, you know, fatlife.com, great place to start. You know, go find what's called a local munch. It's a non play environment for people who have questions. There's one in Sherman Oaks. Um, it's a couple of, I believe there's one in North Hollywood, but um, I know mine's is in Pasadena. Uh, just go out, go ask questions. We have an excuse. We have the internet. You got the world at your fingertips, literally on your phone. Just go find stuff and, you know, live your truth that's what's up thank you guys so much for listening it's been another great episode of the roast on East show you guys take care go spank a little ass i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you guys anyway take care y'all have a good night